0: Mother Nature popped off today. Yeah, it was a weird fucking day, dude. Did you get the alerts? Yeah. I got, I got alerts for 80 mile per hour
1: winds. You know what? I, I went out onto the porch and like cleaned up some of our shit to make sure it didn't fly away. Yeah. Oh, also, hopefully our neighbors can't hear, hear me right now. But when I got home, our trash can had knocked into their AC unit and pushed it into their driveway. And it was still running. I don't know if that's good. If it's like possible. <laughs> it seems like not possible, but it was fully in their driveway. So I got out of my car and I'm like, oh, fuck. And they like picked up our trash can and moved their whole AC unit back on the, this little pad. I will
0: follow up with several questions after these claps. But um, you're, you're I got it. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to class, everybody. It was a windy day. I am your thoroughly
0: confused and inquisitive Professor Ricky. <laughs> hey,
1: Professor Ethan here. Yeah, so today started off with like, I would say, 14 to 15 hours of perfectly blue sky.
0: Like not, not a cloud. Not a Besmirched the, the cerulean of the sky. And yet, like at 4.30, it, like Mother Nature was just like, Fuck this region in particular. Yeah, he said, oh, you like that
1: clean sky. How about a fucking tornado, bitch? For those that
0: don't necessarily live in our region of the country, we'll keep it vague with the southeast. We do have in the summer and like early fall months clockwork torrential downpours. Like it's almost like, you know, it's on a schedule. If you look on the outlook, you got a meeting with the manager, meeting with the client, fucking torrential downpour 5 30 p.m it is typically around four to five right right it just gets cool enough for everything to just come all the way down and today was especially heinous and you're telling me that our trash can flew its way are we talking the neighbor next next door or are we talking like across the street
1: directly next to us?
0: okay okay that's a little bit more
1: like literally where our trash can sits it just like blew straight over into their into their uh (laughs) driveway but carried along with it, their entire AC unit. It was still running while being in the middle of their driveway. So I'm like, that seems not right. Did you? So, and so with it still running, you... I lifted a dumb ass and hey, put it back on its pad.
0: That is one big, strong energy right there. I don't think there's a lot in AC
1: units, frankly.
0: They're, they're sizable enough to be unwieldy, I would say.
1: I think I had the power of like 6,000 suns when I'm like that embarrassed and scared that somebody's going to walk out. I love that you're
0: embarrassed for our inanimate trash can making a decision in the rain. Well, just like breaking (laughs) potentially like a neighbor's thing is never good. That is never good, yeah. And I can't say I have lifted uh, an HVAC unit in my lifetime. Just never gotten the chance, frankly. Right. So, it's definitely
1: not something you ever really think about. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I, I now know that I can indeed do that. That's fucking
0: sick, and you can do it for uh, the betterment of your neighborhood. Because it's so not just, It like, wasn't I didn't for you. Be in trouble. That's also <laughs> true. Yeah. But I mean, we we don't necessarily know how that's going to play out. But, I mean, it was still running. So true. But speaking of not knowing how it's going to play out. Very nice. Today, we have a little bit of a topic idea that we're going to run by y'all students. A little, a little bit of experimentation. We were thinking of what to do this week. And we commonly will either come in with a broader topic or we'll come in with a show specifically. And I got to thinking, you know, uh, tropes, Ethan, tropes. Yeah. We know them. Sometimes we love them when they're subverted. Sometimes we hate them when they're ham fistedly applied with no, you know, uh, 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 application of wrinkles. And I figured since we have been doing this long enough, and a lot of the students that are day oneers are, have already gotten their degree of higher learning after four years, we know the tropes we'd like to think inside and out. Right. So I figured let's put the money where our mouths are. And what we're going to do today is we're going to run through three shows that we gave around the religion of three. I'd say two to three episodes per show selected specifically for their generic paint job just in the synopsis, just in the poster, stuff like that from last season or the last couple of seasons. And what we're going to do is based on those two to three episodes, we're going to try to predict how the rest of the core, the rest of the season is going to play out. That is our mission number one for each three of these shows. And by the end, we're going to make a decision based on the religion of three for all three of these shows, which one of the three we would commit to finishing could be more than one, but no less than one. So. <laughs> seems reasonable. Seems reasonable enough. Let's see if we can see the tropes starting to be planted and how they would play out. And we will say up top, if you, if, if, depending on how we do, you can tell us if we got we nailed it or we were fucking way off and the show pulls uh, Madoka Magica and just goes fucking hog wild in episode four and just totally subverts everything. Right. It, in the Discord, patreon.com slash get in there for a dollar a month. Tell us if we're right or wrong. Fucking love it. But let's start. Because in the title, in the description, I'm not saying what these shows are. So it's a complete mystery to everyone as they listen at this moment right now. The first show we're doing from last season. I got a cheat skill in another world and became unrivaled in the real world, too.
1: Yeah, so I want to start off by saying I did watch probably five of these episodes.
0: Five episodes. Okay, you have a little more juice than I do on this one. Yeah, this
1: was something that I had. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this every episode of the season. Okay. And then I just ended up not doing that. So... There's still meat on the bone that I can potentially like, you know, forecast. Okay. All right. But like honestly after 5 episodes I really feel like I kind of get the gist right. beyond all uh you know, possibility of it going like Madoka Magica left field. I don't think it's going to be doing
0: that in this show.
1: Right. So,
0: this show has a 6.3 out of 10 on Mal. Just to let you know what we're working with right
1: now. And easily, the reason for that is it's like super harem
0: Yes, in a very uniquely kind of in-your-face way. There's so, just hot girls everywhere in the show. It's just hot girls everywhere. In, in literally both sides of the isekai portal. It's right. fucking wild. So, quick synopsis. You got your boy, your MC, Yuya Tenjo. Who is kind of a, a rotund lad when we start out. Much like us at times of our lives, you and I. I'd say I'm, I'm quite a rotund lad myself right now. And what, what he is experiencing is things we've actually brought up in other shows in the past. Uh, Japanese bullying can be fucking ruthless when it comes to stuff like
1: weight. Like outward appearance of that particular nature. Um, you know what's so interesting about that? And I've been thinking about it. Yeah, what's up? They simultaneously ruthlessly bully fat kids, but they love sumo wrestlers. It's like if you can be the fattest yeah.
0: and the strongest, then yes, you can be celebrated. But if you are not elite fat right, and you're just yeah. fat as a hobby in Japan, then you're going to get clowned on almost to an inhumane degree. Right, because this is not entirely uncommon. We see shows that do a much better, nuanced take on the bullying and its effect on the psyche. Um, this show is a little more flat in in that regard. You have your, you have uh, your boy in the first half of the first episode. It's clearly demonstrating how he just he doesn't have a single friend. His fucking parents hate him for some reason. Next to his two Adonises of siblings, he is the oldest of the three. And uh, while his siblings are ex- excellent at, like, academics, sports, physical appearance, literally name it, their tops, he's, in all respect, probably not excelling in other areas of his life because of this weight that he physically, literally is carrying around on his body. Um, so you know
1: why his parents hate him, right?
0: His parents hate him, I, f- I figured, later because of his living situation, Right.
1: So I think they gloss over it potentially in the um, not English dub. Okay. Essentially, his grandfather left exclusively him money. And the entire estate. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole estate. So it's essentially like in a Yuya Tenji or whatever his name is. trust. Yep. And his parents didn't have access and neither does his like other two steps. Grandpa made that shit ironclad. Right. So they're all pissed at him, even though that seems like not his fucking call. <laughs> right. And his grandpa, by by merit, was the only
0: one that seemingly was nice to Yuya like, yeah. in his entire life and was just like, just take take your time, man. Just just face life the best way you can and just get after it. Like, whatever. Um, in owning this and his parents being able to do nothing about it, it, the one thing, though, it seemed like they hated him well before his his uh grandfather died i i, I don't because I, I i just couldn't wrap my head around why they were so disgusted because i feel like his weight is genuinely their
1: fault um yeah i, I don't know <laughs> i mean they, they obviously like really like move past that that part of the equation pretty quickly
0: they just kind of um, they just want you to know that he's hated for who he is right
1: i think it's just like a really really like shittily setting the stage quickly and being like all right moving on to what we all came here to see all
0: these shows have fucking wild pacing at times it's it's very strange um
1: yes so
0: he's literally uh having a you know kind of a a justifiable breakdown after a harsh bullying sesh at the end of his middle school graduation time and uh he finds after punching a mirror he punches a wall and finds a secret room in his grandfather's estate with a door in the back. Opening said door, he is gone full Narnia. He literally finds himself self-isekai'd without dying into another world that he can freely come to and fro, kind of like uh, spanning the space. When he goes into this other world, he gets the full Sao treatment, baby. He gets the fucking menu. He gets the stats. He gets the game. He gets the gamer subs, dude. Like full level up system, and he gets the description of some of the best weapons I think anyone with hands could hold. He like the the absolute spear, the one above the god spear. Oh, really? he just has that yeah, yeah. so
1: <laughs> it it is unfortunate that like he starts off at just like utter god tier yeah um he mm-hmm. his like little house that his grandfather i guess had also owned has this like basically impenetrable field around it yes he, and, it, it, and it's in the darkest deepest part of like their their like dark continent essentially which is like where all the really strong monsters live like level 200 to infinite he pops up a new game plus with an like a
0: like a uh invisible wall like in a game like it's right. truly coded in to not be penetrated except by the person the admin essentially um he finds himself defeating these wicked strong monsters and thanks to other boons which is my first kind of gripe of this initial shit he is leveling up from 1 to 100 to 150 to 200 like it does slow but he is like Fucking leveling up like a maniac. Um, that first day, he goes, defeats a blood ogre by staying behind the wall and throwing a god, absolute god spear into this thing's chest and gets all the HP, XP, whatever the fuck in the world. He goes back to his home to sleep. He wakes up the next morning and not just losing 200 pounds overnight, but he goes full Peter Parker and just gets absolutely fucking dead jack shredded yeah he he becomes the most handsome man on the planet becomes diced right immediately after he wakes up absolute slice and dice like dude's got a fucking a-pack and it's just like but and he punched his mirror so like and it was that's, that's something i found quite interesting is that like that was the first day of i presume summer break before high school so we had three hard months of just like being able to go train in this other world. So in
1: Japan, it's only three weeks. That's why. Oh, that's all... right. They do
0: try like trimesters, right? They do. So they're
1: all super surprised when they see him three weeks later and they're like, why are you sick all of a sudden? Like, yeah. right. you an ugly fat pig that we all fucking hated.
0: Yeah. To get our own catharsis out about our own insecurities. Why are you now hot? Fuck you. Uh, so he basically, and not just that, this, he has these other boons where he has like asset conversion we're basically yeah. all that what a wild thing it's it's so it's so but like he can kill monsters and acquire their drops and then before he goes back into the real world it's converted into the equivalent monetary value in yen the fuck so let's let's break it down in one night this guy gets a hideaway in another world that's completely barricaded from the forces that be, while allowing him to kill from the safety of his fucking backyard, then he wakes up, gets an A pack loses 200 pounds, literally has the ability to have infinite money, and then all the skills of martial arts magic and the like, and weapons, weapons mastery, and just gets to, just gets to have that overnight. Yeah, so... I think this show is
1: goofy as all hell. Um, in terms of the the, the 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 setup's hard. The setup is hard. It's hard to get behind. Um, one thing that we left out there is he is brave even when he's fat. Um, yeah. Basically, this this like rich pretty girl is is it like mugged or getting attacked or Kaori
0: hojo yeah but
1: i forget what it's like in japan you always see like the the hoodlums always like oh hey girl you know like in every single show
0: yeah yeah like
1: every show ever like
0: every show
1: ever um and he like tries to stick up for even though he's like fat loser pig boy um and then I think he gets beat up. He gets his shit
0: rocked yeah. for sure.
1: But she still is like, Wow, that that was so like nice and like she recognizes or she like looks into his eyes or whatever, right? And then when he comes, she basically goes to him to try to, like, get him to come to her school. This is the first trope that I knew was fucking coming, even in this bit. So, her dad actually runs this, like, insane private school, so... Asurai, or Asurai Academy, or something like that? Yeah, and so it is, like, a full ride, essentially, is what they're offering him, and she's like, well, I knew it was you because of your eyes, even though he looks absolutely nothing like he did previously um but anyway so she's like into him obviously because he's hot now he's hot now yeah she would have never thought about him twice if he wasn't i, I so like there's another show that was pretty recent yes i was gonna bring um, that one called up. lookism yes that's a different thing i think than the
0: one i was thinking of the other revenge glow up show but he actually worked for it
1: um definitely different than that got so it, cool. in that in that weird show basically he's got like two bodies he's got his fat person body and his like God body. Okay. Um, okay. And he basically has to go to sleep to switch bodies. Interesting. So that's the first episode. I'm not really spoiling anything. Facts. Uh, okay. But cool. it, it's kind of this and I feel the same thing here is like they really kind of play this, I think, untenable um <laughs> kind of plot device where it's like you get hot, people like you all of a sudden. It's just like, yeah, I don't see what the point of a show like that really is. Like, like, what is the moral there? Unless you're high or you're, you're nothing. I, I like. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow. That is clearly like you are. You live a harder life if you're ugly versus if you're like a 10, a dime piece. And What's, that is that is undeniable. What
0: is what is fucked is that it's true. What well, it is it's fucked up. I mean, there's literally been studies of like people in upper management and c-level suite Their like average height is like seven inches taller than the average height of anyone else there is there is a there's something there with humanity they just i mean do
1: you think brad pitt ever had to work as a fucking mcdonald's guy no he's a fucking adonis yeah okay
0: absolutely not that man gets fight club chiseled on the reg that man deserves (laughs) it but okay to to the to the point let's speculate let's go from here we kind of saw that episode three is where i stopped he literally to show how much this show is a just fucking placates to the to the uh, fantasy fulfillment kind of thing he's at the mall to buy (laughs) clothes just because this is reasonable he lost 200 pounds in 16 hours okay he needs new fucking clothes (laughs) it totally Totally makes totally makes fucking sense that man has an actual infinite money stream that's cool you do notice that Everyone at the goddamn mall is just looking at this guy and just literally starstruck at how hot this man is. This.
1: So am I crazy? He does not look that good.
0: I think he looks. He looks. uh, But I think
1: the drawing is like doesn't make him actually look as attractive as like some of the other characters even in this show.
0: Oh no, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's very
1: weird. Like, is he? Is he? Is
0: he top tier for the verse? Maybe I think that's part of it. Is that he has he has like extra shaders and faders in his hair and shit. Like
1: he's got like two like radiused face like there's something up it's not a sharp chin i'm looking for high cheekbones (laughs) that you could you know cut diamonds with he's not he's not
0: uh uh, meeting your standard of adonis level uh uh, beauty i guess
1: absolutely not
0: fair enough but everyone else thinks so in the show he (laughs) is then scouted because the shitty male model that you know was hung over didn't show up for the shoot so he said i'm gonna pluck someone from the mall he's going down an escalator and he's like Doki dokie that's my guy and he's just like my heart is racing grabs him and it fucking full sends to the point where the the agencies another agency is trying to pick him up so he's literally so hot that he was plucked succeeded and now another agency wants to grab him for modeling and call him an, on whatever fucking diamond in the rough but where it goes from here that's probably what happened to ryan reynolds that's definitely what happened to ryan reynolds <laughs> you know what's what happened to him
1: he, he I, was over there in Toronto on his little escalator. Eating his fucking. Oh my poutine gosh. And, and look boom. at this guy.
0: We gotta get you in front of the camera, <laughs> bud. Um, he uh Yuya basically I I think what's gonna happen is we're we're going dual world harem because at the end of season three, you uh season three, episode three, you do get uh the one chick, I think her name is Lexia, um, in the Isekai world, and he has this uh Kari in this human world and a couple others that are kind of propping up as well um he's gonna get a harem we know that's gonna happen i think what's going to happen with his character development for the rest of the show is the problem that i immediately saw with this idea that girl who is the daughter of the chairman who he saved was ready to come see him fat or no yeah this show could have been a glow up show where someone put their trust and finally saw past an exterior that has been famously clowned upon and ridiculed. All the lessons are going to remain the same, but he's going to be like, it's going to be because we saw in the beginning, right? You know, face your fears, you know, uh, challenge yourself, actually have fun, get loose, you know, be, you know, be a, be a member of society and put yourself out there. That would be a great lesson. If he was like slowly getting like losing weight and bettering himself and, becoming more social, but no, he's just fucking hot and rich already. So we're going to, we're going to have a show that's going to have this arc of like him becoming a more outward and assertive person, but he has all the tools where that's okay. So that's, that's what we're going to get. I think in this show, Um,
1: Yeah, I think if you if you write this yourself and you want to make it better, you maybe you take him to like level 15 the first day, maybe. Right. He's losing some weight. Yeah, where he's like slowly slimming down. It's still noticeable when she comes to pick him up to take him to to rich person school. Yeah. But it's not like, holy fuck, you're a model after three weeks. Here's what I think is also going to happen. His two shit
0: siblings that was always like orchestrate him getting his ass beat on the reg basically got clowned on when they wanted to go to this elite high school and she's and that chick is like no anyone that insults Yuya doesn't deserve to go to my school and I think what's going to happen is they're going to be the fucking Team Rocket of the show they're going to just try to do like ploy after ploy and I think eventually they're going to find his little secret alcove because they do probably have some family ties to like they'll find a fucking scroll in their attic or something and be like grandpa had one of these and they go they break into his house and fucking find it um they're going to i think that their arc is going to be that they're going to try to basically tear him back down like you don't deserve this they're going to say he they're going to show that he is like a brave and a kind-hearted person and then they are going to be like we were just always so jealous of how kind you were to people and then he's going to forgive them and they're going to make up by the end of the season done clean that's that's how that arc is going to go um as far as the harem i think they're all going to come together they're going to like kind of vibe like Hey, this is that girlfriend from the other world that you know the she went to the other school that you, you know that you don't know you don't know about. And he's like, "No, you fucking who is this?" And then Lexia and Calorie are basically just gonna like meet and like they're gonna you know fight for each other or, like fight for him, I guess at some point. That's that's what I think is gonna happen. Um, I think he's gonna learn a lesson he doesn't deserve. <laughs> like he's he just is like yeah. he, he's going to learn like it's okay because we saw the. F- Uh, It's okay to be me, but I'm also six foot
1: six and hot.
0: Right. And I'm literally super powered and rich beyond anyone's wildest dreams. I have the pipeline to do fucking whatever I want. So
1: I'm going to tell you random things that have happened in the next couple of episodes. Okay.
0: This is okay. This rips. I want
1: to see if if you could possibly imagine this happening. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He got the marriage proposal. And I think,
0: um... Yeah, uh, I, I just think that he's going to be uh, attempting to be uh, thrusted into this, like, royal politics. I think he's going to disrupt all that in the isekai world, because now we have a princess in play. Princess is in play. We got a royal bullshit in play. That's all. There's going to be a prince that's jealous. I don't know. Like this, this There is royal
1: bullshit involved later. Sick. Okay. He, they go on a school trip to the mountains. Okay. In the real world. Okay. And he fucking wrestles a bear okay. in front of everybody. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is giving me Ari Fretta vibes. Okay. Keep going. Um, he picks up a pet. Would you like to guess what the pet is? The cub of the bear he beat. No.
0: Damn it. It's um, in the other
1: world. Sorry. Oh.
0: Uh. Definitely picks up. Uh. Some kind of. God, I want to say dragon, but it seems so cliche. <laughs> Is it a dragon? No, it's a
1: legendary wolf. God
0: damn it. Finrear. Okay. Of, of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course.
1: Um. So then he also, for some unknown reason, is able to bring that animal to the real world. What the fuck? So they basically, he has him in both worlds, which I never saw coming. I thought he was going to keep him in the other world in his little house, and then just visit him every night. Yeah. But no, he fucking goes back home, feeds him, and then leaves him in his, like, tatami house. When they have a literal world in his fucking closet. Yeah. And he,
0: cold. Absolutely cold. Yuya, yeah, you are a dumb bitch. Like, yeah. Like, that's just...
1: Um, so that happens. Let's see what else. He has. finds, for some reason, the ability to cre- create, like, onsens. Like, he can teleport them into the forest? He can make fucking hot springs. Yeah. Come on, man. I don't know why. That's asking for harem shit. And it's... There It is. goes down. Shit goes down. Okay. Uh, All right. So, basically, there there's, like, a subplot where Lexia was actually getting, like, assassinated, which is why she was hurt in that first episode yes, yeah, that it picks it, her up.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. So, I'm assuming that, like she was not on death's door but she was getting attacked by someone in the darkest region so i'm assuming someone in the royal bullshit like put a hit on her yeah so there's like okay i don't know All the right. answer
1: to that there's clearly some pro- political intrigue there gotcha okay. and even as far as i've gotten he has not met the king yet so i don't even know like really what's gonna happen there okay but i think what my thoughts are is this is gonna end up being like uh he's going to have to go out there and like really fight to actually save somebody. But it's like a self worth thing too. That's the one thing I so was like, going to an assassin things. They can only be an assassin and he's got to like try to convince her that she can be whatever she wants to be full send apps. I can totally see that. And, and my, my thing with, I think
0: at some point that little safety cottage that he fucking has is going to be encroached on either from the real world, someone discovering it like the twins do or, or not the twins. It was fucking siblings or it's going to be encroached from the other side so and he they has get to keep the real come up world is
1: literally next episode. Really? Yeah. There there it is. I recommend at least watching that one cuz it is bonkers as fuck okay I, I could i could definitely do that before bonkies okay absolute top tier bonkies and they have not shown up since so i have a feeling <laughs> they were just like a little momentary road road bump the siblings yeah i think they'll be back they're gonna they're gonna so full send I at the think end of that he's gonna bring kaori to the other world i can see that and I can 100% see that. make her like super strong too Oh yeah, there's gonna be because like, she would
0: have the first traveler to another first time traveler to the other world buff, and then if she were to like hold the fucking bow and arrow and just launch at yeah. a level two hundred, she's already level seventy five. She's good to go.
1: So what I hope happens is there's gonna be some crossover into the real world. That's the only way to make this, in my opinion, any like interesting plot long term. But do you think from what you saw
0: Not that's actually okay? That's what that's what we're looking at is the tropes that I saw is one of those shows that are going to have character development and good lessons if the character didn't have all the fucking boons in the world. Right. If they actually remained and it wasn't a power fantasy, we may have a really endearing character profile show on our hands, but we don't, and we won't, and that's not what this is going to be.
1: I mean, he pulled first-hand Exodia, basically. He literally
0: pulled the perfect hand. It wasn't even the heart of the cards. The cards just sucked him off and said, "You deserve this because you're a brave boy. <laughs> you- he is the most special boy. He's the hottest boy."
1: Have you seen the? There's like this video online. Uh, they're playing like Yu Gi Oh duels or whatever. No, oh, and then someone actually pulls the Exodia. Well, the first he's got his, he's got the Yu Grandpa deck, and then the other guy has like a brand new deck where you can like summon fifteen, you know, blue eyes white.
0: Sure. He's uh, just an absolute jet com-
1: dragons in one turn.
0: Absolute combo monster. And yeah. so
1: he's like got no health points left basically, but he pulls their left arm and just like wins instantly, <laughs> even though he like basically almost lost on turn one. Yep. Pretty
0: funny shit. There you go. That's that's what this show is. It, it's just it's and it's what it's gonna be the entire time. Um uh, you know what? And and I don't I, I would be shocked if there's a season two of this show just from what I saw. Um but you know. Worse shows have gotten longer runs, so leave it there. That's where I think this is going. It's it's basically going to be we know it's going to be Harami. We know he's going to basically learn lessons that he already has all the equipment and the freedom and like every safety net in the world to be able to learn them with no repercussion or effort.
1: And um, I, I I personally think it's going to depend on how Harami it gets. Right. Right now, to me, it feels like he's got his eye on the one Kaori, yeah. in particular. Yeah. But if he, like, you know, strays a little bit... He doesn't... He didn't seem down
0: for the marriage proposal, for sure, from Lexia. Right. So, I I get it. Like, I I, I can see that, you know...
1: Well, I mean, like, do you even, like, say you get Isekai to another world, do you even consider that, like, a real human being, or do you consider it, like, a simula- simulation?
0: I would need proof of the simulation, or else I have to force myself to believe it's real.
1: It's it's the matrix uh, it's the matrix trinity
0: (laughs) we pump your heart for you girl um that's a reloaded reference for y'all but next show we'll decide which one we want at the end to continue but next show that we decided to watch is otaku elf this show to cut up kind of the fantasy seikai vibe of the of the bookends here is a very slice of life fantasy kind of situation Um, I believe they're in a prefecture of Tokyo somewhere. Um, uh, Takamimi, I think, is the shrine that this girl, uh, Kyoto, um, is basically turned 16 and she has become the official shrine assistant to uh, the goddess that actually lives there. (laughs) Fucking crazy that, that, that that happens. This goddess's name is Elda. She is 631 years old. She is an elf that was brought here, summoned here 400 years ago by the ancestors
1: of Kyoto um, or Koito. I think her name is K-O-I-T-O. Yeah. yeah. Koito. You're spelling it correctly. We both don't know how to pronounce it. And it's Koito from here on out. Um,
0: Koitus. Koito. God.
1: <laughs> so
0: Elda it has been uh, around the block since the Edo period but as in 600 years as Uh, in uh, 600 damn years and her little tiny quirk is she's a fucking otaku that's right this show is exactly what it says on the tin and you have a lazy quote-unquote good-for-nothing god according uh according to koita koito (laughs) um And uh, she feels uh, Burdened with the responsibility of having To take care of this chick I mean the first Request that Elda gave was Oh Miko Miko which I Guess is the, the name of the assistant or the Shrine's uh, guardian uh, Get me a Red Bull yeah give me Those fucking wings dude like I'm trying to Game I stayed up all night gaming and I want to Marathon anime today I want to binge like a DJ anymore.
1: I was a pretty good start
0: I mean that's she is One of me she is one of us I get her I feel her Um, she doesn't have a lot of magic of her own. She can communicate with spirits, and it seems like the only real magic she can pull off is communicating long distances through spirits, and it's almost always like, can you please get me snacks? Yeah. (laughs) Don't forget the fries. Yes, get me combo one and six because they have the toys I don't have yet. (laughs) Literally what she says. So, this show, I only had to watch two episodes to get the vibe. I bet I can predict this entire thing all the way through. It's not even a problem. Right. So the vibe you get, I don't know if you caught it, was you're getting a narrative of this chick who is kind of a coming of age and she wants to be an adult super quickly and she wants to like uh, kind of rush into adulthood and then you have the oldest living thing on the face of the earth who doesn't want anything to do with responsibility, maturity or adulthood and just wants to absolutely fucking game like a fucking gamer, dude. Like
1: yeah, I think it's um, it's, I think, an interesting trope in that there's really the two sides of the coin. There's the person who wants it to always stay the same, and the person who wants everything to change quickly. Um, I actually like that aspect of the show a lot. I think like it is very, very common for kids to want to grow up quick while forgetting that these are like genuinely the best times of your life like right
0: that they should be savored right uh, before
1: you have any like real real problems to deal with yep it is like definitely something you want to try to savor as much as you possibly can um i you know i feel like i did a fairly good job of that when i was young like just not worrying too bad about getting older faster like I can't ever remember being like, oh, I wish I was actually 23 right now. You know what I mean? I
0: never had that urge ever. I mean, shit, I'm 30 and I'm still fucking talking about cartoons on a show. Like, I'm cool with my bag. Like, like I I, I never felt compelled to, like, get to a certain age, right? Um, but, again, the, like you said, the, the, the dichotomy between, like, the one who will remain the same everlasting, you know, is... I guess content with nothing ever changing for her and the one who is hoping for change and rushing into it is the one who has fleeting time. Um, I don't know if the show itself is giving or is really trying to lean on that messaging um, because it is trying to play uh, a lot of the comedy up of like the, I don't know the duo ones the straight man, one's the funny funny character, and they kind of like butt heads a lot. um, but what you're gonna get, like we saw from the first three episodes from what I saw is a narrative where since she's the new generation, and Elda basically kept saying like the all oh, the old generation just kind of put up with it, and like it was way nicer to me when I just like shut in for sixty years, she's gonna try to spur her into like engaging with the world again, right so and as as w- what I predict seeing the things fresh through Elda's eyes, who hasn't really been out in like 60 years, it's going to give uh, Koito basically a new perspective on things. And you're going to get a lot of sitcom episodic adventures, I think. You're going to get a lot of moments where like, hey, we're going to get you out of the house to go do this or go do that with brand new people and different experiences. And she's like, oh, maybe the world isn't that bad. And then she can be like, oh, maybe I don't have to rush and I can sit, sit down and smell the roses every once in a while. That's basically what you're gonna get, I think. Yeah, and-
1: I think definitely that's that's the the kind of end goal target here. Um, I did want to say it is kind of fortuitous and interesting that they're playing with the like immortal character when we talked about that for like a good bit the other you know three episodes ago.
0: Right. Like. Like. What would you? like what would you do with that kind of or would you do it
1: at all that kind of thing and like i think they bring it up in episode two of this is like um koito kind of realizes oh she might not want to go outside because everyone she's ever met is dead right and i mean like i i can imagine how like constantly engaging with people like loving them And then them all dying over and over and over again could get potentially quite, uh, like, uh, stressful. Right. And if you think
0: for a being that is never going to really age and is immortal and time can do this in kind of in the span of her life, right? 60 years to her up to this point is one is less than one tenth of her life. 60 years to her would be like, I guess, three years for me. So. That would be as if, like, I went to like a new place, and three years later, it wasn't just different; it was like unrecognizably
1: thrusted into the future. You know, if we did go back three years, Uh-oh. that would be during the void time. That'd be the. Vo- I I don't want to go back there. And I gotta be honest; <laughs> I think it really was that much of a change for you. It was. It was. I am a. I am a blossomed
0: man now. I would say. <laughs> Do I still have void moments where I want to be a complete degen and just hole up in my room? Yes. That's why I'm a goddamn professor of weepology. I do the goddamn <laughs> work. But this this creature, Elda, the elf, basically uh, gets an unlimited time to do that exact thing. But we do see in the first couple episodes cracks of of that, right? That things... Have changed to such a degree that which she knew prior. She's even said, I used to walk around a lot more. And I think when she says used to, that could be centuries ago for her. Like truly. Right. Um, So she
1: she like makes a joke that 70 years ago, some random little boy was like, Why are your ears so long or something? like ears are weird. Yeah. Ears are fucking whack. (laughs) And that's what kind of put the final nail in the coffin but i think there is going to be some actual undertone where like some some real event had a- actually happened you know what else i think is going to happen too they they have
0: thrown the line that the ancestors of this family of this shrine summoned her here boom we have a reverse psychic in her hands and i've seen miss kobayashi's dragon maid we will have more elves at least a couple at least a couple.
1: Well, well we I know, think know that actually because we've seen the credits and the uh, the OP show another elf. So I actually did not watch either of those. Okay. Well, I saw them and there's another elf. Okay. That's that's the thing. I'm actually thinking low key that Coma could be the other elf because there she's like got a little bit too much knowledge. Seems like
0: she seems a little bit chill. She's with knowing. The, she's knowing. And yeah. They've,
1: they've even referenced it twice. They're like, sometimes she just does this. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah, and she's like, I don't know what it is, but I find Elda charming, or like right. I'm re- like she has a connection that like Koito basically does not want to engage with, right? Um, but
1: Como's I don't know, basically, Someone's fucked up with her. I'm getting fuzzy vibes off that chick. Absolute fuzz mode right now. Um, but okay. I will say my favorite character is is Koito's little sister. She's great. She's just she's a culinary savant. Like, well, she's like a super chef, but it's like every time she speaks, they do this like. Boop. Yeah, the like boop, boop. I, yep. I don't even know what to call that, kernings above her head. Uh I, I they almost look
0: like emotes. Like kind of like oh they're like little apostrophes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're
1: almost like thick like vocalization visualizations that she is just like But it's like uh it's obviously she's just like happy go lucky is what they're they're going for.
0: Yes, for sure, for and sure. And it's just
1: like so much fun because especially early on, like Elda only speaks to Koito. And then they, they try to like get Koya, Koyashi or something is her, her her sister's name, Koyasu. Yeah. And they're trying to get her kind of like more comfortable with the little sister because she's the one that's cooking anyway. And the one, yeah, like literally Elda cannot
0: stop gushing about the food. And we find out in episode, I think two, uh, that it's like. My little sister's cooking literally everything you're eating.
1: Yeah, and then uh, she's, like, trying to thank her for all the cool dishes, but she's, having, she's like, whispering it to Koito to say. Yeah. That was such a fun scene. Just
0: fucking talk to her, dude. It's like, I'm nervous. That's why we're doing this right now, Elda. Like, fucking talk to my sister, please. But there was, like,
1: a, one part where they were like, please make sure that my, my um like, enthusiasm comes across. And Koito has to be like, what? you can make simmered fruit dishes too yeah Yeah. it was
0: incredible yeah i really love that scene that was that was a good one so i mean i I think what what you have here is a little bit of fantasy a little bit of cozy slice of life and you get that like relatable otaku moments that like i think a lot of people would resonate with um i mean for a slice of life this did not feel
1: boring to me
0: I, i i felt a little bit strained because i was getting i was getting notes of the one the one joke pony situation you're getting notes of the one piece uh, a little bit and it's real it's real um (laughs) elders in gear five basic gear five's up now joy boy's a real thing now so the the thing about this show and shows like it is that they have a tendency that every character is slotted into their particular silo and how to make this machine work And they really never seem to branch too far outside of it, apart from maybe our main characters. You have the happy-go-lucky little sister. You have the very abrasive and, uh, you know, uh, upfront coma. You have all these other characters. uh, And I just, I feel as though by the end would I just get sick and tired of just the same characters making the same jokes or the same archetypes all the way through. That's something I can't really discern. It had all of the flavor of that. But I would very much like to think that it doesn't end that way. I think there's growth. I'd like to see growth in that. See,
1: so like typically I'm not a big slice of life person. But if I know that's what I'm getting when I come into it, I'm able to sort of suspend that like need for like constant action or constant like progress toward a plot. Um, I think like, for instance, um, like Comey can't communicate. Yeah. I think it is a slice of life, but like I think potentially more like romance undertone than than obviously this show is going to be. For sure. Well, We'll see. I think there was some uh
0: there's some uh, uh yuri shit I think that was kind of budding with uh Koito, maybe Koma. I don't know there's some stuff there.
1: I don't I don't know. Again, this is all speculative. Yeah. It's all speculative. Um but what I was going to say is <laughs> This show feels like they would do like almost like mission of the week kind of scenario. Oh, for
0: sure. Similar to like high, sure.
1: sc- high Score Girl f- girl or whatever the fuck we watched like Yeah, two, High Score Girl? 5 years ago. Yeah. Um where like not a lot really happens in the show, but but it, they like still are able to like do something sort of new every week and make it a little bit fun. sort of like a house husband uh whatever the the house husband yeah yes yes okay but that
0: that one is like sitcom where worlds collide he has this ingrained past and weird skill set but is put in a situation that is completely antithetical to that entire like rap sheet or, or resume right um i don't necessarily see that here but i do see at least a driving narrative thread where it's Kyoto basically or Koito is trying to change the way that the previous generations of Mikos were like just complacent and okay in letting Elda kind of do this just this lifestyle and she's gonna basically try to like use that happy-go-lucky maybe almost like chipper attitude to be like all right but also like fucking fed up like look I'm doing this for your own good Let's get the fuck out of the house And she and all the missions of the week is going to be a Different as we do more of them Elda's going to be like wow the world Nowadays isn't actually that bad Yippee dip to do And then yeah. that's that's what it's going to be Not that that's necessarily a bad thing It's just a predictable thing that's all I'm thinking There will be a festival involved at some point They're going to go to one of those um, Has to uh, There's going to be uh, Elda's going to be put I think in a situation Where she has to step the fuck up publicly and she's going to overcome a fear. It might be a midway through the season. might be the end of the season. Somewhere in the middle she's going to do something. Um, but I think I, I just also don't want the comedy to get too far in the way. Like it's the comedy's i right, The comedy's pretty good. I, I just don't want them to. Like lean so hard on it. That, that they don't. They don't really kind of flesh out what they. I think they have something cool here. Like it's a fun slice of life thing. And I just don't want them to completely fuck it up. By trying to like burn time to make the joke.
1: Yeah, I I think I we'll have to see what ends up happening, but um, it could be interesting how they kind of play with the Yasu Tokago, whatever the fuck his name is, the guy who like basically created Tokyo.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: um, is her old friend. Yeah, like basically asked her to do this job, essentially. Right. Um, could be interesting to see how that all kind of plays in. Like, are we going to get flashbacks? Is there going to be like stuff like that that you could, you would kind of expect oh, from like a old
0: school? You know, there are going to be flashbacks. Yeah, definitely, like flashbacks. And I think at some point she's going to remember like what does it really mean to be the guardian of a space? Yeah, like engaging like, with the what people. What is don't hurt me. Copyright strike me no more. Um, so that's that's that one, and I think that's the uh, it's going to comfy slice of life. People will learn some shit. The comedy might get in the way. The people might be a little bit one note, but I think ultimately end in a nice cozy time at the end of the day for that show. But I guess speaking of fucking the burning time to just make the joke, we get to the last show. The legendary hero is dead. And I don't know, man, I I, I <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. So uh, do you want to do a little synopsis on this one? And then you just you just uh, clapped up for the couple episodes.
1: Yeah. So I had actually seen basically clips from this first episode because of how fucking wacky it is. Okay. Already on like YouTube compilations. <laughs> okay. But essentially, there's this legendary hero. He closed the gates to hell. Only a few, like six or something years later, three years later, it starts to open again. That shit pop way open. And now all these demons are flooding back into our world. Our main character, Tokaga, Toka? Uh, Toka Scott. Yeah, Toka Scott. (laughs) Fucking wild. It's just a radish farmer.
0: You think it's Scott Toka? No. Because it's like for last first.
1: Well, they keep calling him Toka.
0: Well, that's what Japanese people call people by the last name all the time. Checkmate. Checkmate. <laughs> Toka Scott. We're calling him Toka. Um, dude's a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, he's he's, just, a, he's, he's absolute... just very
1: into um thigh high socks for some unknown reason. So okay, I will I will say back up um completely removing in the
0: objectivity of it. it's a based opinion. Thai Nation. Let's go. That's my vibe. But he's a shithead about it, and we know this from the first time we see him on screen. He is a humble radish farmer. He plucks a radish and then is so enamored by its shape, he puts a stocking on it because it reminds him of a perfect woman's thigh.
1: Oh, boy. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. But to be absolutely fair, god tier joke came right after that. That's right. his childhood friend comes over, yells at him, is like, you're such a perv, and he goes, only men of culture... Do, would, That's right. Would understand this, and, and the then, two
0: men that are walking, and then basically only men of culture understand, and then she chastised them for that, and they're like, oh, and they tuck their radishes with stockings back <laughs> in their jackets. I mean, hilarious. Absolutely fucking gold. I, I genuinely laughed out loud at that. Same. Point. I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> that got me chuffed. I was ch- I was chuckled. Um, th- that that childhood character is Yuna, and that is she is the absolute archetypal trope of funneling all your goddamn fan service into a single character swear to god she is built to be etchy like that from head to toe there's just no ifs ands or buts about it and i'll tell you about it Oh, well, there's a but about it oh there's a, there's a butt about it and we're gonna get some stockings on all that like i guess Do you put you don't put stockings on butts you in the <laughs> at that point there's just pantyhose um so what ha- happened was we have uh, Toka getting kind of pissed, a little little upset that uh, Yuna just won't shut the fuck up about Sion, the legendary hero that was chosen by the Sacred Blade, and uh, he decides that as long as, I'm not gonna go out there and fight, but as long as my house and my farm are fucking good, I'm chill, I am absolutely kosher. And to make that happen, I'm gonna build a big-ass spike trap in front of the house and the field so if a devil does show up, It'll fall right into it. On cue, Devil shows up, tries to attack Yuna. He tries to barbecue pork to lure the demon over to him. And he says, not even a demon can resist succulent barbecue pork. Demon goes, fucking hate pork, piece of shit. It's gross. I want human. I want thigh meat, baby. Give me that absolute grade A choice cut grass fed thigh meat. And he doesn't get it. Because Scion comes in out of nowhere, slashes that motherfucker up. That guy hasn't eaten in days. Yuna is absolutely thirsty for that legendary hero's quote-unquote sacred sword.
1: And uh, That's weird. I thought she was hungry for his meat.
0: His cock and balls. You're right. You're (laughs) so right.
1: You're so right. Not even a Nguyen who can do it justice.
0: But he smells some (laughs) barbecue that someone was cooking oh-so-couple a minutes ago. Walks right towards it, falls in the spike pit, dead. Legendary hero, charged with saving the world, fucking dead, at the hand of Thighmaster 2000 Toka Scott. Toka and the other radish boys decide to bury his ass in the graveyard, (laughs) but uh, Arnie has other plans. This little girl Henri. Henri?
1: Yeah, A-N-R-I. I I thought it was A-R-N-I. I like Arnie, though. Henri is certainly a nicer name.
0: Uh, it does flow off the tongue better, but I... Final caller call her Henri. Uh, Henri, the necromancer, is uh, the user of Taboo Magic, brings the legendary hero back to life. But not in the way you'd expect. Tokus Scott has been transferred into the legendary hero because Henri thinks that the person that defeated the legendary hero must somehow be greater in some capacity. That's a negatory, my good buddy.
1: Right. If you're if you're strong enough to kill the or outsmart the legendary hero, you're certainly worthy to receive his body.
0: Yeah. And turns out, no. Just fucking no. Because the spell, in and of itself, requires mana to keep going, and it siphons from the spirit or the soul that resides in the body. If you have a lot of mana, it would be perfect. It would just, you know, regenerate all the time. It'd be an immortal, perfect body. But um, our boy, Toka Scott has a wee baby mana, and that's literal. He literally has the mana of a fucking child, level of a baby. Mana, baby mana, baby mana. Baby mana. Yuna has level two, that of a child, which is fucking wild. So he's literally disintegrating in front of everyone's eyes <laughs> as he basically has to go do the duty of the legendary hero and seal, reseal the gates of hell, lest he and the body he's in and his original body all perish at the hands of <sighs> I want it to be Arnie so bad, dude. I just came up here so chuffed that it was going to be Arnie. It's
1: Henri. Henri, fine. Henri. <laughs> Henri. Are you happy? I guess I'm I am. not happy. I mean, I don't <laughs> particularly get, get offended when we mess up our names, but, you know, that people was in funny. the Discord. That, I thought it was funny. Um, um, but yeah, that's what we're working with, man. And so I will say, in dub, it is incredible really the timing is unreal the jokes are hilarious we have a combatants will be
0: dispatched situation it's exactly like that sick okay maybe i'll give the uh, no no ethan i won't i just <laughs> you don't have to I'm I'm w- just i don't letting want you know to know that i know i clearly
1: enjoyed it so much more than you did the, and i'm i am it I was am, borderline a comedy masterpiece
0: i'm happy for you maybe i'll give it i'll give the next episode one watch and dub just to get the the vibe here um what you have on your hands is a is a whole mix of the fucking tropes man you have the childhood friend that the mc wants to get with so bad he is down so bad um we we now have, down catastrophically he's literally as down as someone can be galactically to the point where he will like like he, he tried to do a heist to steal his body back from Henri and uh the the chicks were sleeping in the same bed and he had his own room Um, He forgot why he went into that room when he saw the thighs of uh, Yuna and then uh, he put stockings on her thighs because that is his kink. And he (laughs) absolutely fucking nearly bounced without getting his body. He just forgot that is that man's one note uh, fucking thing. So where do I think the show is going to go from here? Um, He's going to learn to be a true hero. We know that's we know that's going to happen. He's he's that's interesting. That's
1: not my take.
0: I think he's still going to have his own quirks. He's never going to get rid of those. But I think he's going to step up to the plate at some point in a very typical like there's no reason why this man should have an emotional response to growth. Because he's actively saying I'm fucking cool with who I am. I don't got to be a hero about it. I actually did like that aspect. He he was like because we got we got our literally we have a Kyle in the show fucking Kyle. He's Kyle re- with his fucking monster energy. Yes, absolute monster energy and his backwards cap and his fucking nudity. His eight fucking pack. Yeah, he basically, <laughs> he was always the hero's sidekick, never the hero. So he basically is trying to kill uh, Toca to get the body of the legendary hero. He obviously has more mana. He can make that necromancy bullshit work for him. Um, so what I think, Kyle's going to be a fucking problem throughout the entire show. In in a way that's not going to feel, I think, entirely engaging till the very end, because they're going to keep using him for comic relief. I think he's going to get that team rocket energy. He's going to be like, uh, "We're blasting off again." I'm going to strip the where he gets basically like stripped down to to his cock and balls, and he uses his spell to cover his Johnson. That's what that that that's the trope that's going to be the entire show.
1: I agree. That will be very recurring for him. Yeah, I think what's what's going to end up happening is our main character clearly is a shithead. Yeah, He is like lowest of the low humanity. He's like Rent-A-Girlfriend MC kind of bullshit. Yeah, I think honestly that guy probably has more moral character than this dude. So <laughs>
0: yeah, um, yeah,
1: that's kind of the issue, I think, with this main character. But what I think he's going to actually do is he's going to like s- fucking stumble, bumble, crawl his way to the correct answer by the end, like the correct solution that they need to like close hell essentially yeah or like you know set another three-year timer on it or something like that but he's gonna do it in like such a deceptive disgusting way he's gonna be like combatants combatants yeah um where the main character is like actually not a good guy at all he's an absolute lord. like <laughs> and i think he's gonna end up solving all of his problems with pitfall traps I think so, too. As I, a trope that's funny to them. I think that will remain
0: his methodology. His MO will remain trickery, but I think he will gain some of the perspective of the gravity of the position he's been put in. And I think necromancy is in play and body swapping is in play. So here's two things that I've Fucking believe is gonna happen. One, Scion's spirit's gonna come back in some capacity. They're gonna have a dual role situation, and he's gonna not be necessarily be a mentor, but like be his late game foil and be like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, do you not get what we're doing here? Like, you're you're making a fucking mockery of this, and like we actually have to go do some work. And he's gonna be like, Oh shit, you're right. Like, maybe I didn't know what it was like to have a true heroic spirit or some bullshit. Body swapping, he's going in Yuna's body at some point. He's absolutely gonna go into that thi- the absolute thickness. And then he's gonna to try to grope. That's I swear to God, it's gonna be an episode. He's gonna get transferred into there by some some necessity or means or an accident of necromancy. He's going to try to grope himself. They're gonna be a whole episode of shenanigans to try to keep him from groping his body because Yuna's gonna be in the legendary hero's body. And he's gonna to try to like stop him from groping her body while he's inside of it. You mark my fucking words. That's gonna be a thing. Um we're going to find out a uh, mysterious backstory. We already kind of learned a little bit with Anri. Um, uh, uh, she's going to be some... Because we, we found out the, the whole uh, trope of like taboo magic, and she's kind of an outcast sorceress because she practices this taboo magic. She's basically a homunculus. Yeah, yeah. She's like not quite devil, not quite human. She has the trademark of a devil, but she's all
1: upstairs, I guess. Um, yeah, so- weirdly enamored by... Toka, by the way, which is fucking wild.
0: You will remember
1: he's in the body of the per- the only person that ever like treated her like a human. Yeah, okay,
0: absolutely fair point. Absolutely so, fair point.
1: He, I don't see him there's gonna be no redeeming qualities to this main character. I think is, is definitely the path they're going to go down. I don't see them dueling this body like spirit-wise. I don't see him ever like having the come to Jesus moment with Sky on. And being like, this is what you should be doing. And he's going to be like, not going to be like, oh, you're right. I never thought of that. I th- I think there's a literally a 0% chance.
0: I think that's going to happen, but it's not going to feel earned.
1: You're like, that doesn't fucking make sense. I'm thinking, no way. They're going to
0: shoehorn it in. I
1: think they're very clearly going to make this guy just such a disgusting degen, but still the, the eventual hero.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah th- th- I think that's a very real path I the
1: una groping is totally a possibility, but what I also yeah. believe is going to happen, and I think I saw this actually in the ed or op, I think they're going to somehow get henri's body to be older
0: interesting fascinating
1: because I think there's like a whole scene in the like uh ending credits where he's like putting Stockings on yuna and on Henri as an adult Henri.
0: yeah i think i think what's gonna fucking happen and again this is the kind of show that this is and he is going like toka is going to get the reward of heroism without ever fucking earning it and having maybe a singular moment or two of i'm gonna be an actual hero now but it's not gonna feel earned to the audience's perspective at the very end, he's gonna be finally get what he wants. He's gonna be fawned over by women, and Yuna's gonna fall for him and bang the shit out of him. He's gonna get everything he wants, and it's gonna make me fucking mad. I think like, like he's not gonna earn it. He's gonna have a very uh uh vapid kind of coming to heroism, and it's the, it's it's not gonna feel earned. Like he's not gonna change. I'm not Yet sure if actually everything. see
1: him and Yuna getting together at this point. As stupid as that sounds, man, it's 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 as so dumb as that childhood sounds. Childhood friend, soon to write shit. He's
0: the pervert. I get it. Yeah,
1: but we've seen this arc so many times. I hear man. you, man. Okay,
0: all right, all I'm right. I'm on right.
1: board. Like it does seem like that's supposed to happen, but I've gotten not really a lot of indication so far that that will happen.
0: I think it's just going to be fucking
1: rushed, dude. It could come out of nowhere. Certainly a left field scenario. Yeah. Maybe he'll do something like borderline heroic in episode six and she'll be like, you know what? Maybe he's not so fucking bad. You fucking know right there yeah. at the episode
0: six mid season. <sighs> and then it's going to, she's going to start having these feelings start to bubble because he's starting to get like in his own, like,
1: going to be even bitchier for like three episodes. Yep, and then she's gonna yep. be like,
0: you know what? She's going to be in danger somehow. And you know what I bet it's going to be? We've they've already set the groundwork. Whenever you hear something taboo, and you have a good character with an ambiguous backstory that uses this taboo shit, we're gonna have a villain that uses the same taboo shit. So necromancy is going to be the main end game baddie of the season. Some kind of like necro that we we saw a bit of end credit scene with like the necromancer who's sitting with bones, like just kind of sitting around. That's a good
1: point, and he he just said. I like the princess's bones. She is the
0: most beautiful bones in the entire country. She's my
1: next target. Yeah. So I think like
0: he maybe not necessarily him specifically, but like necromancy or a necromancer is going to put like a fuck. I don't know, like a fucking plague on everybody. And then Yun is going to get caught up and he's going to fucking uh, figure it out. Like, I think that this show is going to get a season two. Absolute, absolutely. Absolutely going to get a season two because they're not going to get to the gates of hell at the end. They just won't.
1: You know, I really feel like this show has less of a chance of getting a season two than the first show. But it's gonna get one anyway, baby. You think? Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Dude, this is this has got like shitty B-grade Kmart Don Machi written all over it.
1: This is like Don Machi mixed with like it's just Dead S- S- Mountain Deathplay. It's such a lower tier show than those. It's so it's low. It's hard to believe that they would get a season two.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? You're right. We we don't know, but I I can the pacing of this is wild because they have these like mega spurts of like light speed, ludicrous speed racing through certain points because they're eating up their episodes with etchy jokes and, you know, fucking uh, him being, you know, Toko being a shithead, like all this, all the chicanery of like he's going to have to uh, reconcile with an entire life of a hero that he's never had. To, we saw it, right? That like, hey, my bodyguard fought with you by the way, and he's gonna prove if you're real or not. Hey, do you remember the promise I made with you like three years ago? Oh uh, no. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm gonna fight you to the death right now, dude. I you promised yeah. that shit.
1: I, I feel like he really could could That's gonna happen. Be a little smarter, out to, absolutely. Yeah. They're going to the king right now. The king's gonna say some shit like that, where he's like, "You, you
0: promised t- to marry my daughter," or like- no, he,
1: or he's gonna be like, "You told me to take all that money and donate it to the orphanage, and now you want to get want me to give you money?"
0: Yeah, something like that. Like, it- yeah, he's gonna ask. He's gonna shake him down for. Him. He's like, "You literally told me to give the entire treasury to this to save the world."
1: Right now, so, you want more? I think it's gonna be dumb like that, but um. What, what I think is just ridiculous is the easiest way to get out of that situation with the bodyguard is to be like, no, I don't remember what I told you three years ago. You freaking absolute nobody. <laughs> Do you know what I've been doing the entire time? Also, you're a nobody bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, you're an absolute
0: clown to me. I don't even know who you are. Um, so that's how I think that show is going to go, man. It's it's going to he's going to have a moment of heroism. He's not going to inherently change. It's not going to feel worth it. He is going, Sion's going to come back somehow. Yuna's going to be stripping damn near naked every goddamn episode.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That is uh, a guarantee. That is a guarantee that certified a hood a classic guarantee trope. Guarantee Weebology professor seal platinum approval. You
0: know it. Um, you're going to have uh, some kind of big bad that's going to trap her up. He is going to come into his own and be a hero. Y- Toka is going to be the hero with, maybe with Sion, maybe with Sion's help. But in the end, it's going to be him being the hero uh, because I'm I'm happy just being myself. I think I'm worth a lot and I could be a hero on my own without borrowing a body. It's just what it's it's just what it's going to be. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of what else in that show. Yeah, necromancy is going to be the thing. We're going to get Henri, I don't know, uh, I don't know, becoming a, a tall woman with luscious thighs as they literally quote in the show you know what's going to happen it's just going to fucking happen um
1: yeah i mean th- maybe i misread the the end scenes but i certainly think that's on the on the fucking docket it's on the docket it's so, in the game plan my question to you now ricky is yes. which of the 3 if you had to choose one will you continue i think the obvious answer for me w- would be otaku
0: elf um just cuz i think it, at the end of the day it will, it's the
1: least Gen version.
0: It's the least degen version, but also it's like its usage of these tropes are not egregiously wrinkless. Like <laughs> It seems like they're doing something with it, and uh, it, the, the humor at times seemed to land pretty consistently. But the curveball, I think I might want to watch and finish Cheat Skill as well. I want to see if they can make a lesson out of that. Like a decent one. While I predicted that he's going to learn everything while having every goddamn safety net society can offer uh, to learn those lessons with pure no uh, idea of failure, maybe they pull a fa- There's so many ways they can pull a fast one. Uh, I want to see if they could do it. They could break down the barrier, and uh, the barrier could fucking disappear, and literally level 300 monsters are rampaging through the streets of Japan. That'd be fucking rad. And
1: then he actually has to step up and do the work. Um, The issue with that is he's so ungodly strong. He hasn't even been pressed once. No, he hasn't. Yeah. Up to episode like six that I'm on. Yeah. And again, like a gate, like if a gate scenario happened.
0: Yes, that's what I'm thinking. That would be
1: interesting. Yes. It's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. He's
1: just too strong. He fucking bitch slapped a bear. (laughs) Right. And I think
0: when you have, we talked about in the past, good OP shows have a problem or a issue that the main character cannot overpower. They literally can't M- uh, OP the problem away. They have, like, you know, Saitama's own boredom, um, you know, it Misfit at Demon Academy. It's literally the, the thousands of years of history. You just can't rewrite that in a second. Uh, the entire society's, like, perception of the Demon King. Um, and other examples as well, uh, kind of in that camp. what There's nothing here that he can't solve as of yet. It literally all of the boons of life. Right. Being hot them. solves all problems. Yeah. And they really kind of just like, again, it undercuts the message of just being a kind and brave soul. Uh is enough to be worth it and validated as a human being that deserves respect when that person is no longer under the threat and thumb of ridicule because they're hot and they're rich and they're powerful. It just kind of undercuts that. I would watch it to see if they pulled something out. Um, if nothing else, it's like heroin, man. It's just like this like fucking drug that just like it's wish fulfillment. It's wish fulfillment. And I'm just like, fine, IV it. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, let's do it. But the real answer is Otaku, otaku Elf is, is the one I think I would finish.
1: Yeah, I, th- I, I think I could watch all three, to be honest. I, I don't I've think seen I can so many dog shit shows that like, <laughs> the third one doesn't daunt me that much. It kind of daunted a bit on me a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just, I've seen so much dog shit that, that the level of comedy that they're able to actually deliver to me in the dub, I think is enough to continue me through it. Like I think a show that would be harder for me to watch is something like uh, right now it's called classroom of heroes where it's like, Oh, I heard about this show. So God dang generic that there's just like absolutely nothing of interest.
0: Are you gonna Are you gonna finish that
1: show? I have been unable to watch past episode two. Maybe, maybe if we
0: if y'all like this concept of us doing the religion of three for a couple generic ass shows and see if we can guess our way through it, um, let us know in the Discord, in the comments, wherever you do that, um, and in a review that'd be great. Uh, but maybe that one should be slated for like the second installment because, like, I've heard about it. I've
1: heard it's trash because of how generic it is. Well, I sincerely doubt I'll have made any progress on it. So it certainly lines up well for this type of Hell yeah. uh, wild speculation.
0: Absolutely. And if you guys heard the speculation and noticed we were dead on on some things or wildly wrong on another, um, after we're done with this class, which is actually right now. So thank you for coming. Head into our Discord. Patreon.com slash One down up. Get you in there with all the Patreon folk and our past guests where you can discuss how well we did and maybe you can vote on the ones that we actually finish and if you say all three you're just punishing us at this point and you know who you are i know exactly the three people that are going to say finish them all um in that discord uh you know like comment subscribe anywhere you do anywhere you do those things and uh if you want to give us some more monetary love outside of that three dollars and up will get you the syllabus sidebar our lo-fi high vibe sometimes anime sometimes not sometimes visual and sometimes on the hiatus show, I mean, just a little hiatus, we talk about life and things Typically and on stuff hiatus, that doesn't, just a little
1: hiatus, uh, just a little typical hiatus for about <laughs> a year and a half, just a little year and a half,
0: but it's about 30 episodes there. So it's uh, just this big, beefy little cornucopia of extra content for you if you've not experienced it.
1: they're flooding my
0: Yeah, if you want to go uh, to anywhere uh, you get your podcast fixed, you're on this platform over and down over 215 episodes. Of this kind of anime content. Of fucking
1: platinum shit.
0: It's literally all platinum. You can so many catalytic converters can be powered under. Did I ever
1: tell you Oppenheimer called me yesterday?
0: He called you? What'd he tell you about that? What'd he he say? Your
1: shit's the bomb.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Damn! Holy shit, bars. I Um, know.
1: He also said he didn't like the movie Barbie. Wow.
0: You you might you might take a little bit of lumps for that one. Yeah,
1: Oppenheimer but, said that he was. Um, he thought that it it promoted a bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. I didn't see it. I have no clue what happens in
0: it. <laughs> oh my god! Right, last plug. Uh, content tr- the con uh, content link tree. Anywhere you want to contact us on our socials and stuff like that, and maybe pick up some merch. Go peruse some of that in the store. weBology.com. dot um, Kind of a. <laughs> kind of a nuke of an outro isn't it <laughs> oh. but until we can think of more puns of mass destruction i'm ricky and i'm little boy and this is billy biology am i fat man in this scenario <laughs>
1: fuck i need a magic closet dude i feel like i'm gonna get ridiculed <laughs> honestly i would love a magic closet you ricky, two. i'll take two please i'll take yeah. two